You're listening to Rosie Cole's Vaudeville Broadcast. This program may contain adult content, so if you're under 18, please either get permission or switch it off. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode. And today I'm joined by two lovely people. I'm here with Victoria Kemper and Verity Lewis. Hello. 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 So great to have you here. Great to be- it's a little different because you guys both do different things to each other. Sounds very sort of. Yes, no. It's a bit of a Venn diagram, isn't there? there is. You know what a Venn diagram is. <laughs> well, your background's more comedy, isn't it? Yes. And um, Verity's burlesque. Um, but more so than anything else. But um, I'd say you probably got more experience in the cabaret cabaret scene than me. I thought you had more experience than me. That's why I asked you oh, to I do must have just been, cabaret. Oh, yeah, oh sorry. <laughs> totally <shit. lie>. <laughs> <laughs> what did I write on that original email? Was it? Yeah, there was no email. Eight, so the reason oh. I met Verity, I was doing um, her own cabaret day. with Little Madam. You know, right? You we, run a cabaret night. We run it together, and she's gone off to do greater things with her performance. So she's always welcome to come back. So if she needs to come back, Verity. She will knock her out, but um, <laughs> no, no hard feelings. <laughs> we love you. No, we love her. She has been back in we fact. Love it, so. Yeah, she has. Yeah. Um, I met Verity. It was um, a transgender night, and she was dressed <laughs> as a man. So I didn't know what she looked like for ages. Hang on, we didn't actually meet at transgender night. Yeah. And I I was looking for someone to help out and Verity was like, Oh come. Yeah. No idea what she looked like. Turns up dressed as a man. The next show I was like, Verity, do you wanna come along and help out again? Turns up dressed as a fairy. But, I've I've no idea what this oh, woman looks like. Fairy. And then the third one I think I was a Nazi or something. Yeah. 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 Nazi, yeah. And I do remember at one point Vicky saying to me, Verity, I don't actually know what you look like in real life. I still don't. Without moustache, I was like, no, this is actually just my moustache. Yeah, I needed someone who knew more about the burlesque side of things, so that was Verity. Yeah. Vivi Sommelion. Still can't pronounce it. Yet you drink so much Semillon Chardonnay, but you still don't can't pronounce this it. This is true. <laughs> but yeah, it just gets to the point where it was getting a bit ridiculous, where I was only ever in costume. And like running yeah. to this show because I was always late. I'm always late for everything. <laughs> and um, one day, yeah, the man one going to collect my friend's shoes who I was borrowing off a um, a guy that I know. He's got the same foot size as me, which is quite rare. But turning out all sweaty, moustache on. Hi, I'm Verity. Come <laughs> to help that. with your show. Uh-huh. I didn't really like, need the money tin at that point. She was meant to be doing the door, but yeah, like, not sure. Not sure about that. <laughs> but then she brought great life to it, and she was very fun and. She was never at the door where she was meant to be. She was always flirting, bringing customers in. <laughs> I thought, I That's love this. Brief, I, thought. I was like, when I grow up, I want to be her. <laughs> Which is kind I of worrying. I wasn't sure she actually existed, but I thought, I think she's the one, you know. Oh, so it's, why are you on Tinder then? Come off Don't make yeah. jokes, Brody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to set the record straight, she's not on Tinder anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a loving relationship. So that's that's fine. <laughs> I can totally see why yeah. this works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it's, the last like three minutes, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's I like totally a functional marriage in many ways. And I quite like how haphazard her shows were because I'm terrible at being on time, I'm terrible at being organised, I'm terrible at planning anything. Um, as much as I love the cabaret world. Shit, what am I doing tonight? I quite like winging it a little bit. Yeah. And you do that I, as well. I, no, I, I look like I'm doing that, but I don't actually okay. do that. You know, as soon as you walk in, I want there to be an atmosphere, you know, it's an experience. 
Mm-hmm. It, the theme's there, there's the buzz of it all. It's it's relaxed as in, you know, there's no one cracking the rip saying, come on. Yeah, it's just, seven. I want everyone to have fun. I yeah. want it to be, you know, that's why we've got Verity in us. A party, yeah. a show. And that's why we have so many acts coming back and want to perform because we have a little family and we're like, you know, come and mm. try some new stuff. We'd love you to come and do this. It's all very relaxed. Well, I think we've pretty much struck the right balance with comedy versus burlesque yes. and other and music as well. We have a bit of music in there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, with the comedy thing, it's quite good because you've got so many contacts with comedy. You sort of say, oh, come and do five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good to bring them both together, the, the two sides of burlesque. I've got a lot of um, friends that I've, or, you know, colleagues comedians that come and done the night and they said they haven't really understood what burlesque is about before you know they think oh you know someone just puts some fever the song on and <laughs> takes their bra off <laughs> really cheesy and it's just and then people on the burlesque side think you know comedy what they're gonna stand up and just say oh you know my mother-in-law lives next door that's a really old-fashioned thing to say but like bringing the two together you realise how much how many different levels there are to both things and it's just great isn't it yeah and how they can complement each other we were talking about how um, I very rarely would go to a full burlesque night where it's 100% burlesque you probably go to more comedy nights than that or for gay yeah it's nice to mix it up but I as an audience member I much prefer the just the what's going to happen next? Are we going to have another comedian? Yes. Are we going to have yeah, the variety. Some nice tips. Yes. Who knows Fun. what's going to happen? Next? Maybe a belly dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, variety oh. nights. I like them as well, just as a performer, because you mm. get to meet different people with different skills, yeah, and so sometimes true. you can get those people to teach you those skills. Yeah. if you're nice to them, Very or so. it's really nice to have that art yeah. form crossover and variety yeah. nights. Yeah, that's it. And that's what I love about the whole the whole sort of community side of it as well is that usually people will know each other from their previous gig or that sort of thing as well. So it's kind of like backstage as well. It's always quite a nice relaxed atmosphere, which is a good job really because at our venue, it's basically the size of a postage stamp. It's very funny to see. <clears throat> The, the burlesque girls getting ready and then I like to have a little area for the, for the comedians and male or female coming in I'm saying you know go and have a drink out the back and they're like I'm buffing I'm with that bra off drawing a, a skull on her uh, nipple and I'm like yeah yeah that's fine that's dressing room and they're like um okay I'll just, go. I'll just stand at the back and it's just that uh, then I'll get a burlesque form and go why is this guy pacing around with a piece of paper in his hand looking really worried he's <laughs> <laughs> a comedian <laughs> why is that person but, frantically writing single words on their hands yeah, exactly. yeah 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 and then musicians are just the annoying ones who have too much clobber with them that has to be like Sitting punched in, in the corner, and checked and playing the guitar stored somewhere yeah won't stop even when you ask them nicely exactly yeah this is you know our Nicola's help very much <laughs> well, we have got a resident burlesque performer oh yeah Helen Dujois and also Little Madam comes in and out mm-hmm. isn't she yeah she performed at our um, we had a wedding themed show yeah recently oh, um, yeah. Which is which is great. Um, Charlotte turned up in her actual wedding dress that she'd got married in a few Amazing. months earlier, and I was like, "What does your husband think about this?" And she, she was like, "I don't care. It's my dress." I, I was, I was <laughs> greased, and by accidentantly, my boobs fell out. So I did a little spontaneous burlesque dance. They fell out. They did when I was jumping. When I did a bit, when I jumped up and down. Okay. Sure, that's. Okay, I put a little bit of weight and it squeezed out. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And we we have Darren Walsh quite a lot, don't we? Yeah. We love him. King of puns. 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 He's actually actually got an award, didn't he, recently, for being the pun. 
I don't know these pun names. Came, came yeah, something like that. You've both come from quite different places, but have somehow managed to meet in this wonderful haphazard middle called Hooray Cabaret, which sounds brilliant. Where did you, how did you guys get into performance, like, respectively? Because you've obviously come up through quite different channels, so like, did you perform as kids, or was it like a case of always wanting to perform, and then you were like, I'm gonna do it, bucket list time, or like, where where did that start? What, what happened? Me, definitely. What happened to definitely you? Definitely the latter. Um, <laughs> that, no, no perform- well, not nothing beyond the usual stuff as a kid, but um, yeah, it was very late for me to get into burlesque really, not as late as some though, and um, it was through Emily, Little Lady Luscious, who I very drunkenly agreed to do one of her um, burlesque <laughs> lessons in, in the Cavendish one time. Cavendish just seems to be the root of all evil. Every, everyone, that's how I met you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, she sort of um, persuaded me into it when I was drunk, and to be fair, it didn't take that much persuasion. I'm honest. You took shut up there and then. Yeah, I was like, come on, where do I start? But I loved it. I didn't think I would. I thought, I'll I'll go along just for the crack. Um, But I absolutely loved it. And I remember doing the first Little Mistress show, which is also at the Cavendish Arms. And um, halfway through my three-minute performance, which I'd been working on so hard, actually feeling quite sad that it was almost over. And I was like, I've got to do this again. And did that sort of, that thing where you go on stage for the first time properly and you kind of, I don't know if anyone else out this but you come up and go I just want to do that again mm-hmm. roller coaster but not straight away um, so I just got a bit of the bug from that and I was thinking the other day that was about three years ago um, so I should be a hell of a lot better than I am <laughs> um, but I've had other other things going on as well and I kind of I still kind of see burlesque very much as a hobby rather than any kind of serious not, not even career I wouldn't even use that word I wouldn't even use the c word in relation to that um, <laughs> I would. I just see it as something that I enjoy doing. Um, if I can get uh, the odd gig here and there, then that's great. And I enjoy. It's brought out um, skills I didn't know I had, like being able to make a costume out of pretty much fucking nothing, <laughs> no money, and, and gluing on eyelashes and stuff. And I wear way more makeup than I ever did as a kid or a teenager. A so, kid. Well, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's probably just I'm getting older as well. Good excuse just to like get really tarted up but in a nice way not in a tacky way just, uh, get your tips out and stuff like that so so yeah so for me it's good make it sound so glamorous though it's like what it is it's very glamorous I also feel like every time I see you or we do a show where we're, we're on stage together or even I'm yeah. just watching like yeah. you somehow managed to cover me in glitter <laughs> like you my USB yeah. So much glitter. Yeah. Is it like all the glitter in your life has just been building up to this that one actually, moment? Yeah, it really, it really has. I think I'm just one big glitter bomb that's just waiting to go off for like 39 <laughs> years. But yeah, that is, it is a bit of a, um, it's quite debilitating the amount of glitter that is involved. And it's one, I've put it down to one specific act. But now I've got known for the amount of glitter that I produce. Well, when we during, out. I just had to put it on all the time. It's like Hansel <laughs> and Rachel no, going to find her in the toilet. I mean, <laughs> instead of the bread, there's just glitter in it. Oh, she's there yeah, in the yeah. toilet on her knees. Yeah. I've got a few friends that absolutely hate it. Like they just treat treat me as if I'm a leper after being on stage. Like, Do not come near me. I just try not to hug you too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, just trying to spread a little sunshine. But people don't always see it that way. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah, the, the, just the yeah, the glittery kind of 
I definitely feel I definitely feel like it's it's been stored up for many years and then every time it comes out it's like at least three years worth of glitter it's like it can't be good it can't be good I'm probably going to get some sort of glitter related get glitter like the black lung but with glitter like burlesque lung don't complain about it you like a bit of glitter I do yeah (laughs) you loved it uh, my, I come from a different. I've just changed. Mm. I come from oh. very different variety. I very unglittery. Unglittery. There's no glitter allowed in my house. I thought you listened to your life. Yes, yeah, she did. I wish you take it back. No, I started off. I was a little chubby little thing at school, and the only thing Ooh. I was good at was drama. And then I went to like stagecoach drama classes, and I always thought I was going to get the the best part and I always got the funny character who like just comes on but that was okay because then I got used to it and I thought I'm gonna be an actress I'm gonna win an Oscar (laughs) so I did you know did the usual thing went and I studied performing arts at university and um, I got on to um, devised theatre like making our own shows and I had a solo piece that I did it's a very individual art and eating kebabs off the floor and it was all very dark and, like and I thought this is what I'm going to do yeah performance art and eating kebabs and, um, off the floor like, I joined a theatre company after that yeah like eating performance art in like the that episode of, have you seen that episode of Spaced where yeah. she does like exactly oh, like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> make it sound look good um, <laughs> I love that though yeah. I would no, actually yeah. I would actually go watch that <laughs> is that the one where there's a character with like Hoover part is it James yeah Williams? Hoover yes. yeah. David yeah. Williams is painted green yeah and it's all about periods or something yeah it was all about that I did I did this piece with a ball guy <laughs> sitting on a toilet and I was just like this is what I want to do yeah this is exactly this is what I'm going to do so I, I, <laughs> I finished uni and I I did really well they gave me some money to tour a show and I got into it and went to Edinburgh with the show it was called Wherever the Lady's Gone and it was all but I didn't really know where I was. And then this guy who was so-called producer said to me, I'm going to make a star. <laughs> he didn't make me a star. He just, uh, <laughs> I just did like, I did um, some shows and then I was, someone said to me, why don't you do some stand-up? So I, I got into that and I, I love, I like doing stand-up, but I prefer the visual art side of it and I want to get back into that doing, you know, comedy through, no, the, the visual side of it that's what I love the performing arts side I, I love you know standing and telling jokes but I'm more about I do this bit with the wine tasting I don't have I don't say anything it's just all about noises and I like it I like someone to watch what I'm doing and have their decide in their own head what, what I'm trying to say not for me to be like so this is what I'm saying I like you know I want to open up and do more of that and that's where her Cabaret has been so great because I can do anything I want and we invite people to do whatever they want and it's a platform for anyone to come and just express themselves, enjoy themselves and I don't want it to be like you're going on at 10 past 9 and you have to do 10 minutes and it has to be the material about this you know, I want it to be exciting and I want people to be able to I want to excite other people in the audience that's when there she comes in (laughs) (laughs) and where it crosses over the burlesque I always say this wrong, and I know that Sailor V is going to tell me off. Le coquettes or la coquettes? She always tells me off when I. Le coquettes. They yeah. Sailor V. Yeah, the the performer. Oh, okay. Um, they do the trio, and oh my god, the Bella trio, is so dark and it's amazing, and I'm just like, this, is what I want to do. Mm. It's, the film, one of my favorite films, 
the cook, the wife. Beef and his lover. Yeah, that one. I don't even know the name of it, but you know. Um, it was so disgusting and they were eating each other's guts and it's amazing I'm like this is burlesque I love this it's dark they've got sordid music on they're freaking pulling me out of each other I'm like I love that I yeah, love that so when I do Badger Bingo when <clears throat> I have the raw sausages I do it's very similar it's yeah, just, just the, like that film I do um, <laughs> my friend Mark um, I do this thing called Badger Bingo he's actually moved to China now but I'm his I just um, moved the bowling ball thingy yeah. but I just have um, a dress made of scotch eggs and I wear raw sausages around my neck just because I like it definitely you know, food thing is good there. you know I think about <laughs> but not everyone likes it like vegetarians really <laughs> always write about stuff like this like your judgement on these things is really good I well, think and she's always going I want to do more food related yeah well, I love it I remember one of the early one shows I went to where I was helping out at the door or something and she, was, she had some guy in the, out of the audience she, he was blindfolded and she was feeding him cat food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, God, I, like I didn't sign up to stage kitten for this because I thought... I like, I like, like it. Taste is a part of <laughs> yeah. the performance. But people love it. Someone, the reason I wear this dress um, made of scotch eggs and, um, and like salami, someone said to me, wear your best party dress. And I was like, party dress, party dress, but, but, buffet. <laughs> so you made a party buffet I dress. I have a buffet dress. And my friend Do you Lee, renew the scotch eggs and I salami? do, but I'll be honest, my bag, my performance bag, it has got a lot of stale scotch eggs. And oh. the, the amount of time it's taken me to sew these friggin' scotch eggs. Scotch eggs, shoulder pads, and a quiche garter. Wow. How do you, how do, you do that? I don't really know. A lot That's, of gaffer tape and dedication. This is what I mean about it brings out different skills of, that you never knew you had. When exactly. you start doing this kind of thing. It's amazing. But I like to bend over and, and yeah. make. I just turn into a buffet. I mean, who doesn't want to be a buffet? Do you not just get buffet? attacked at the end of the night by all the drunk people that are like, oh, The only person that attacks it is the drunk version of myself on the way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that must be amazing going home being, I'm so hungry. Oh, so oh, well, Actually, on the way, I went to Brighton for a gig and I did Alfie Ordinary's. Harvey. Carbic cabaret, and I was on the way. I was on the train, and I was like, "Fuck! I need to put some scotch eggs on my dress." So I just <laughs> rush hour, got to a nice mystery dress out, and started stitching scotch eggs on oh, my dress. Isn't that the <laughs> cabaret? Is that where you get like a fiver and you have yeah, to like yeah, do something? Yeah. That's, that's where it came. The dress. That's amazing. <laughs> it's great. And I, I thought I really, him. I really wanted to do that, and then I just didn't pay for the time. No, he's he's amazing. Oh, it's still good. So my five pounds was scotch eggs and sausage rolls. Because <laughs> we went to the same uni, me and Alfie. Oh, cool! Yeah, um, I've forgotten where that that that. Back to the, it was the food thing. Yeah. There's definitely a food, issue, food issues. I've got food issues. Yes, I have got food issues. Oh my god! Is this therapy? No, I was saying about, about how the key's always right. Well, nearly always right. Because um, right. when I first um, used to come to the shows and have out with the shows, um, you do more of your stand-up stuff, like your um, your Anne Frank. <laughs> bit and <laughs> mum having Alzheimer's and I remember when I met mum but hi hey you have Alzheimer's <laughs> which is which is not too awkward um but then she I remember her saying to me one night I just really want to get back into doing more of the kind of stuff I used to do like that wine tasting um, yeah bit that you do and the first time I saw her do it I was just like yes this is this is so much more you it is it's much more I don't know it's just it's just more your character not that your other stuff wasn't good 
However I put it, it's going to sound like a barbed compliment. Just <laughs> <laughs> losing. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. And, and also, one of the things I, I do in Hooray Cabaret, because she obviously can't write because she's dyslexic, is, is um, write the, um, like the little performer profiles and stuff. I actually wrote one for her. I don't realise how much stuff she's actually done. I was actually quite impressed. You need to self promote I know. She sent me all these like, little bits of reviews and stuff she'd heard. Oh, actually, that's quite impressive. You need to shout about those a bit more. Okay, so anyway, so I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Enjoy it. But sometimes I think it's the same with lots of um, people that are either stand-ups or burlesque or any sort of cabaret. There's a there's a point where you don't really you want to perform. For me, I didn't really know where I wanted to go. So first of all, I found myself at Edinburgh Festival. I'd finished you. I'd been fin- you know, I'd been out in the, the real world for like a year. I'd had the show, and at university, you know, everyone was loving it, and it's like a fake, it's like a comfort blanket of, you know, you're doing so well. You're in university, bubble, you're getting it? a first for this. Mm. Everyone loves it, and then you go to the real world and you, you perform, and, and you're like, why isn't everyone laughing at me and thinking <laughs> I'm amazing? I got well, a first like, for this. You're not even getting any feedback. No. Yeah. People will just like walk out and you're yeah, like, yeah. What's, my what's my What's my mark? Yeah. Well, the and only that you go up to someone in a bar after, like, how did you feel about this? Then? <laughs> yeah, you're like, can, can you give me some feedback? Just basically just praise me, please. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the feedback you want. Immediately after is the praise. Immediately after, that's all you can handle. Yeah. And then, like, the next day or the day after, you're like, okay, give it to me straight. Or you have a review. So, say, for instance, Edinburgh, I remember going when I did Where Have All the Ladies Gone? It was very lonely because I, I was on my own, but um, reading the reviews, I went with the theatre company the year before and it was like, fine, that we had a good review and a bad view. When we had the bad view, we were like, let's go up first. When we had the good view, it's like, let's go up first. But when you're on your own, it's sort of like, oh, 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 no. It's sort of just really. Did you cry? No, because it was really good. What, to get a bad review? No, it was, no, I didn't get a bad review. Oh, okay. It wasn't really good, it was oh. like, okay. But when you're on your own, you're like, oh, God, I've just. I like got pissed on my own then. Oh, that's great though. <laughs> but you do, it is, it is sort of a thing. Yeah, and having a direction, knowing where you actually want to be is difficult because when you know you want to perform but you don't actually know where you want to end up. And it's mm. difficult now. There's so many people that want to do you know, stand-up and burlesque. There's so many classes. that The whole the, the new thing where you can just do a class and... You do. You take a class, and then after, apparently, you you know you're a performer. That's. I mean, it's a great thing, but at the same time, there's so many people that want mm. to do it, and the rat race has just gotten bigger and bigger. And it and it's always been there, but it's just become. It's be, people are seeing it as it becoming a pop star. It's just really easy, and it's a really, it's really easy way to get into a pro. It. Yeah. 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 And I found as well, um, dipping into both sides. This might sound horrible. But it does sometimes feel like being back at school. But you have... Everyone is trying to make it. There's different sorts of people. People talk about people. It's, it's a bad and it, it's good. But there's one side of it that I don't like. It yeah. is the feeling like you're back at school. Because yeah. I hated school. I was the fat kid. That's why I had to do the <laughs> summer stuff. That's why, you know, her makeup are bringing everything together and... <laughs> <laughs> trying to make that okay now. But, but yeah, in every industry, yeah. I they yeah, have that. True. Yeah, they that, d- yeah, definitely. It's just interesting. I think cabaret, in some ways, is brilliant because it's so accessible. And, like, pretty much anyone 
with any level of experience can get up on a stage and give it a bash you know if you're willing to do something for no money you can give it a go yeah. similarly with comedy you could do a five minutes at an open mic you have that yeah. accessibility yeah. and anyone can do yeah, this we, we and that's fantastic yeah. but then on the other hand anyone can do that and I think sometimes it gives a false sense of of how easy it is to make it I just yeah. did air quotes listeners yeah. <laughs> um, it is nice to see though um, so people do I have another gig as well that I, um, that I run and comedians and burlesque people coming through and asking for gigs you, some people are so determined I think you know what even if at first I didn't want to give them a gig just because of pure de- determination I will just give you a gig because I think wow that is some balls and you're going to get somewhere with that mm. and it, I think I take my hat off to you because I, that's something I don't have seeing it from the other side not as a performer at all a night that runs and we do get busy and people see what's going on and people do want to perform you know we try to pay all the acts and we really want to support everyone's career ongoing from there and so it's you know people do ask for gigs sometimes and I think some people you know I chase and I'm like please come and do our night and Mm. they ignore or whatever but I think you know having that dedication to completely just please can have you please can have a gig but in a, like, a nice they have like a special way of doing it I'm just like, like hello I'm, I'm still here yeah, yeah. Really you have a quirky way about yeah. it yeah I just think yeah alright then go on then yeah, yeah. give you a go yeah. and if you have that level of determination I guess you are going to just keep putting yourself yeah. out there and I guess a lot of it and you'll get better time and experience yeah. just from doing that and yeah. I, I, I really admire people that do that yeah I'm I think that's just like that yeah me too I'm just that well, someone's going to like knock on my door and be like come and do our show and perform it and have yeah. a million pounds and you yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> then <laughs> in a way along the along the line I've decided I really enjoy the organising of it and I've started well we started VV events so we're um, <gasps> we yeah yeah so we're we're like booking for like corporate things and like in the future like parties okay. and so it's like a mini um, event well we're starting off a new events company and so at Christmas we had a few corporate gigs and um, so that's something I've really enjoyed I'm still in the cabaret mm. but at the same time I'm on the other side at the moment but then I do have that moment when I wa- I, wa- I love to organise mm. I like to organise a party I like to organise a night I like to organise the VV event the corporate thing I love it so the run up to it I'm like yes I'm doing the right thing here I'm organising and then when I watch them perform I'm like oh I want to be all there performing <laughs> it's like a, I want to do it all yeah it's been on both sides and I'm yeah. just like watching and I I'm saying oh I, oh. you can you no, no, yeah, the urge. you can do both yeah. can we talk about um, uh, the theme of our next show yes is that absolutely yeah. yes. no you can talk about it whenever there's okay. no hard so, and fast rules to this yeah, well, this is this is quite a a big thing for us because it's yes. Valentine. The first time we've done one around Valentine's. But it's not Valentine's Day; it's just the month of February. So we've decided. Which is Valentine's month? What's the date for February? Twenty sixth of February. Yeah. So everyone will be very jaded by Valentine's by then and be over it. If you're, especially if you're single. Yeah. Um, we don't want so it to be. The th- with, when we pick themes, um, it's just something that comes into our head. I think we were just like, why don't we do the next one? We were gonna call it "Why Don't You Just Step on My Heart" because it was in February. Yeah. And we wanted to do this like I know everyone does the anti Valentine's Day thing, but we wanted to put a spin on it. So we're doing um, an ex's swap shop. 
So we've asked everyone to bring um, something either your ex has left at your house or a present they gave you. And we've got, because Hooray Cabaret is in Paper Dress Vintage, so it's in the shop. So we've been allowed by the shop to um, put tables out before and we're going to invite everyone to bring things. Because I've got shitloads of jumpers that <laughs> ex-boyfriends You've got a never-ending supply of extra. This has been going on a while. I've left it. Well, the, re- the, the whole idea of it, we do a, um, a raffle yeah. and I like to give away really shit presents just because I feel people get really excited about this. I'm like, they've won the raffle. I'm like, you've won a, a, a horn whistle with a cabbage <laughs> patch doll. And I'm like, this out of rage is my, ward- like my wardrobe. So I looked around my mum and was like, fuck, I've got no more shit to give away in the raffle. And then I saw my ex-boyfriend's bag in the corner that he'd left at my house and I was like, yeah, I can give that away. So one show, I was just like, the main prize is my ex-boyfriend's thing. <laughs> and everyone like, seemed to love it, so I was like, fuck that. Everyone has an ex's present or something they've left at the house, even if it's just someone that stayed at your house and wants to get a, like rid of the things. I'm just thinking, Bring like, it. Maybe just like a cube or something. I've got so many, like, it could be, <laughs> oh, no, we're saying no, no pregnancy tests, no uh, oh. pictures of You're putting, you're putting ground yeah. rules down. For okay, no, you can bring people. But last well, time, we've got any. <laughs> <laughs> for other people. Yeah, the last the last time we did the the giveaway, here's a prize. Um, it was here's a photo album, lovely, nice present, a little bit dated, um, of pictures of me and my boyfriend on our holiday to Italy. Yeah, give it away as a present. <laughs> Someone, whoever won, I, I can't remember I the competition was the game, but that it was, was just prize. An album full of pictures of her and her ex boyfriend on holiday in Italy. That's my Yeah, So that's kind of it's kind of. That. That's I've given away all these things now, so I need to be in a relationship where someone dumps me and leaves stuff at my house. So I feel really angry at them. <laughs> so, so, Joe, so, if you're listening, <laughs> that's her boyfriend. No, Jay's dead. Listen, please dump her and leave some things at her house so we can have some more entertaining raffles at our shows. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I may have burned something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you burned them. You can bring the ashes. Ashes are allowed. We can, oh, yeah. Really? That's a bit morbid. We can smoke them. Uh, uh, can oh. we? Ashes of a person. What's wrong with morbid? Oh. Or we could oh. just put ash, the ash all over. Like, I don't know. We'll do something with them. We'll, fi- we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll just do some kind of like, terrifying ritual <laughs> with I want. I've got loads, not loads. I mean, I make a few like nice items of clothing that I really want to give away. So, you know, swap. Verity, I know you've got a few things. Yeah, one bound to I can find something. <laughs> yeah. Just find something. I'm just looking around the room now. So we really want to oh, we really want people to come and do yeah. this and it, it feels great. I wouldn't give away current boyfriend's clothing that they've left yeah, in the house might by be mistake. A little bit contentious. You're really annoyed that they keep leaving their stuff here. Yeah. Oh, you can do that. You keep asking them not to and then But then it'd be sort of like a punishment. You may have threatened if you leave it here again I'll throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Put that on the floor one more time. (laughs) You put the towels on the bed (laughs) one more time. (laughs) Get in a fucking top shop. (laughs) Because I think someone's gonna want to snap those up. You leave your dirty pants scrunched up in the bed (laughs) one more time. (laughs) Just bring just bring him in the pants. Yeah. <laughs> when you said exes swap shop, I was like, people bring their ex boyfriends to swap oh, with other ex. Well, that exes to see if we can do some matchmaking with yeah. that. Well, that uh, we've invited so many people, and we're going to invite all different walks of life. <laughs> we I want do some get good, quite a mix. I want, yeah, we do. We do get a good mix. I've got my friend who just broke up with um, her partner. So much good stuff. I've got an iPod. Like what? I'm giving it away. What the f- just like, okay. can we have you know like when you organise a car boot sale. 
and everyone has like first dibs and all the good stuff before it opens officially. No, we're opening it. We're going to leave it. Can open we it. do that so we can like? No, so we can get it's, just, it. it's first come first serve. But you have to be able to bring one thing to be able to take one thing. Okay. Yeah, you have otherwise, to swap. yeah, yeah. What about cash? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. No cash. Like a blue piece of bring and buy sale. Yes, it's like oh, that. Okay, but not for Rwanda. It's for. Yeah, I love you're asking me questions about <laughs> our night that we're both doing. I just want to know more about the technical side of it. As so I said, I tend to just turn up and kind of just wing it. We've got yeah, a month to prepare. You do have a month to prepare We've got for a month. as well. Yeah, we have got a month, which yeah. frankly is quite a long time for us because at the end of last year we did our first yeah. we did our first um, run of, well, for the first a long time at least since I've been on board, three in a row, three consecutive months mm. of shows. We had we had a little flurry of activity at the end of last year um, where we did three. Certainly, certainly for me, it was like the most I've done. Like fucking, you feel like, I feel like I'm in the doctor's room giving me your test results back. <laughs> we've obviously a situation we've been in several times. You've looked at your swabs and there's been what, a more than one yeah. gig a month. It's, uh, it's positive result. Thanks. No, no, it's not a good thing. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, we did uh, so October, November, December. We did. Um, December was our Christmas one. Christmas at Nan's. November, we did the wedding theme. B movies. Oh, we did B movies. Yeah, yeah. Cry, cry it up, cry it up, Rosie. We've had some great acts, though, haven't um, we? Yeah. So we thought after that, apart from anything else, we just like needed a bit of a breather to. Um, Basically, we, we, we in, in January, Verity and I just sit in a cupboard and cry on yeah. each other. Because it is a shit month, to be fair. Yeah, but we're celebrating. But no one does new shows in January because everyone's broke after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also it's too cold to go anywhere. Yeah, and you can't and feel bad. bad I've eaten too much cheese over Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need to lose all the weight before I step out. I, I could literally yeah. sell this roll here as camembert in fucking waitress. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. maybe that could be a theme. It, yes. Cheese. Cheese board. Cheese, cheese, <laughs> cheese, cheese board. You can be the main star. But, but this time, I think we have one of our best lineups yet. Just by accident, it's happened to be an all female lineup. We didn't go out of our way to be like, we just want women. It just happened that way because the performance we wanted for the theme just happened all to be women. So we've got Candy Gigi, Lou Sanders, and Beth Vice as comedian. We've got um, uh, Helen Joie, um, obviously our, our resident. And then we've got Miss Jones. Who's fabulous? You know Katie Jones. I do know Katie Who's Jones. Brilliant, and I've been dying to get her for ages. Um, and epitomises the feisty woman who nobody messes with on Valentine's Day or any other day. And Tickety Boo. Yes, and Tickety Boo. Yeah. yeah. And I was just sort of doing the lineup and stuff, just writing it on Facebook or whatever, and and um, she was like, "It's all it's all women." But it hasn't really been deliberate, but it just turns out that way. And I quite like that because there's always a big thing about, especially in comedy, are oh, women funny? Let's have a token woman at our all male dominated uh, that panel shows. And that is a question that I didn't want to ask about. It's a big old thing in comedy. Finding. Oh, gosh, uh, but there's yeah. so many funny girls out there. I, um, I don't even think that I need to even, even be speak a, about that no, now. No, you shouldn't have to. I think we're over that. Well, we yeah. are over it. And no, odd. they're not though. They're not. No, well, well no, the, I, the mainstream. I think the mainstream media probably still isn't because well, no. yeah. they're not over the fact that women can do shit in general. Yeah, like, yeah, true. That's that's a thing that apparently like yeah. Hollywood still doesn't understand. Yeah, I mean within the comedy scene, yeah, there's no like. That's the thing. I didn't want to. I didn't want to um, make. It, I didn't ever want to have 
it's going to be an all-female comedy night because I just don't feel the need to have to do that. Mm, it, just, yeah. it just happened naturally. Why wouldn't it? I've yeah, had an all-female, uh, an all-male lineup millions of times. It's never been an issue. The fact that I brought it up now is just because it's an, you know, an all-female cast. I just need to say if it was all males and I had boyesque and com like male comedy, I'd, I'd, you know, say that it was all males. But I don't feel like I need to be like, right, I'm going out of my way to find all Yeah, women. yeah, it's not a big statement. It's just, it, well, it's just I who I pleased. wanted. I was pleased that that's how it turned out. That, I picked. Mm. that we picked, well, you picked the comedians that you knew would fit in well with that theme. Yeah. But that's the best and way to organise things sometimes. It's like, because that is the argument about, like, oh, women are funny. It's like, well, if they're, you know, if yeah. someone's talented, they'll just get the job. Yeah. And exactly. sometimes if that results in an all female lineup, then great. Yeah. And that's what happens. And, and that's kind of yeah. how it should be, really, yeah. is that sometimes maybe it will be all male, and sometimes maybe it will be all female, and sometimes it'll be both. But You're yeah. exactly correct. And I'm, I try and ignore that because I, I go to a lot of, I go and watch a lot of comedy, and if I see a performer, I'm like, I want them at my next act, I want them at the next Hooray for Bray. We go to um, what's Tom's night called? Good Father. The Good Father. Very mm -hmm. um, few. A great night. The Good Father. At um, Tom Ward in, um, in Oxford Street. Yeah. Organises it. Okay. Uh, um, so Verity performs there, and I go along a lot just to support Verity. But yes, the three performers that <laughs> happen to be performing at this night, I've been waiting to have them all, and just by chance, they said all said yes for this month. Mm. So I was like, this is going to be a very interesting, yeah. it's going to be great. And I know it sounds like I'm blowing my own frigging trumpet, but <laughs> everyone should come. Because it's going to be a party. I think, yeah, like I think really it's good. Fun. I say, like, if people are talented, they get booked, and it just so happens at this time, it's, it's, a, it's girls, power to the... Yeah. I suppose, like, in the comedy world, have you ever come up against any of that? weirdness about female comedians or has it just been like I'm funny so it's fine it's very weird that you said it because I started off just doing open mics and comedy and I fell into hosting cabaret so the most sex sorry the most sort of se sexism I'm saying it wrong with my lisp when I've had a glass of wine <laughs> is once one guy came over to me and said, um, when I was performing cabaret, and I found this the worst thing. No, the best and the worst. He went, never ever get your tits out, because it's so bad. He was like, you stay how you are, never get your tits out. That's what he said to me. No, but like, why would he why say that? Why would he say that? Because I was hosting burlesque, and he was like, you're funny how you are, don't ever get your boobs out. Well, it's a massive thing. It's like the elephant in the room now, because I mean, everyone does speak about it, because it's gone on so much. It's, it's like, why are you even speaking about this anymore? It's tiring. Mm. And so many female comedians now are just doing so well. And there was that whole thing where, you know, you have to have a woman on a panel show and there's mm. up against everything like that. And so many women are doing so well. It's, it's really tiring for people to even talk about it anymore. Mm. It, it just, just let it happen. Yeah. And if anything, it's just helping them. The fact that something you know when it's why can't you just just let it happen it's, I think it's working in the woman's favour because if you're good and you're a woman and people are like oh you know women can't be funny it, it's you know twice as much for them and it, it powers through more mm. there's so many men it's like when I was a different spin on it when I was at performing arts school 
and there was 20 women in, in the year and two men, for them, it's going to be easier because there's so many of us and there's two of them. There's less of them. So and there are there's more parts more of, for them yeah. as well. And now it's coming out there that, you know, people know that women are funny now. So now there's less of us, but we're more determined and there's more parts going out there. Mm. So I think, if anything, it's better now to be a female comedian. Yeah. Mm. Thank God. Things haven't changed. That'd yeah. be awful. And it has changed so much. And also it's just, I find it so old fashioned. When yeah, the thing that I find the most sexist is people outside of the comedy circuit asking you, oh, you're a woman. That is the thing. <laughs> it's not in that. I think they've addressed it, not not fully, but like it's a thing, you know, obviously you can't. But it is it's ongoing. A, it's on, it, it is. But at the same time, people are trying, obviously, walking around eggshells and, but outside the comedy circuit, it's, you know, it's, oh, you're, you're a woman, you do comedy. Like, there's not as many women doing it as men. But I feel like the calibre of women and the talent of the women that I see are always better, like open mic nights. Not they all, have you know, to, when they, they don't they to get through. Like, I just yeah. think I yeah. see them and I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is good. It's good. I like being if I'm doing um, comedy now. I like being the only woman on the bill. I like oh. it. Well, because you're novelty. Because I feel like I've done like cool. This is good. I'm doing it. Or I like that it's not all women. I like that it's uh, I'm stepping into. A male-dominated area. I like it. I think, cool. That's I've done that. That's that's good. I, I mean, obviously, I like. I want it to be equal, but at the same time, I'm sure that if you ask other females, they would feel the same. There is something that's a little bit exciting about being the only one. Yeah, I can see what you why, what you mean there about that. Mm. It's cool. It's kind of like a statement, isn't it? Like, oh, look at me. I'm hiding my way in a male-dominated world. Mm. Not like that. Fucking hell, Verity. You make everything sound like a fucking <laughs> 1950s film. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's, it's nice to be, like, stand out immediately. Mm. Just for, by virtue of just being there. It's really but nice people to suddenly hate be like... I said that. Really? But, Will they? Yeah, yeah but oh. I think, I deep down, maybe not, but... It, it, it depends on the person you are. And I, I'm not... I'm myself, so that's the way I feel sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I understand for people that go further with comedy than I do, that it must be very frustrating to not be picked for things or to feel left out. Quite lonely as well. Yeah. Like you were talking about it being lonely when you're doing a solo show, if you feel like you're that, you you kind of. It must be frustrating. Are part of the club for that one night. But then sometimes if I think you're at the top, it helps. Mm. Yeah. It's, It's interesting, I think that you say that people, you think people will find that a difficult thing to hear or that that's controversial in a way because it doesn't seem controversial to me in that like I can understand why because we are in this sort of awkward situation where we're all pushing for equality and of course that is the, the best outcome we all want just to be equal but at the same time there's something nice about that weird privilege you get by being the only one yeah it is nice it is Definitely. kind of because because you surprise people and it does actually automatically give you an extra edge so you can slightly kind of when you say surprise people that is exactly it my view is I would rather people 
this is a really bad thing, but sometimes I'm blonde, I have big breasts, I've gone through my life, people thinking maybe I'm going to be a bit dim or Vergy still thinks I am. I don't know. <laughs> I would rather view me in that way and, and find out that I'm not than the other way around. And I feel like that's what you're saying that the surprise element is there. Like, yeah, it's fun you... to be the one to get to change people's mm. minds about yeah. stuff. That's fun. Yes. That's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something enjoyable about that. If you're like, I like being the only woman, so I don't think women should do comedy. Yeah, I think that would probably be controversial. Yeah. Maybe it? more so than what you just said. <laughs> that would be the more controversial yeah, yeah, thing yeah, saying yeah. it. But then on the on the burlesque front, Verity, I'm going to ask you about stigma as well because this is actually turned out to be quite an interesting topic. Because you've said you see burlesque more as like a hobby rather than mm. anything else, and I think with pro burlesquers maybe there's almost a kind of protectiveness in that because they're like, well, it's my job. But how have you felt basically, like definitely being a very valued part of the scene and definitely being a very definite presence on the scene, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but how is it sort of, like do you, have you taken any shit for the kind of position that you occupy, either from like people who aren't in that world or like people who are? To be honest, I'm quite, I'm pleasantly surprised that I haven't. Um, You would think, especially being such a female um, dominated area, that there'd be a lot of bitchiness, a lot of backstanding, and of course with anything there's going to be an element of that, but I've been pleasantly surprised with how kind of supportive and kind of sisterly that whole community is, and I think a lot of people are very realistic, people that do burlesque are very realistic in that they know, unless you're incredible, that you're probably not going to make a living out of it just on that, Um, and so to even if you know, even if you're doing really well and getting loads of gigs, you're still probably going to need a what you call a muggle job. As well. <laughs> um, so for me, to, I think for me to even take it down even below that and say, I've got no kind of shame about saying it's a hobby. You know, I'm kind of like I'm doing it. But but the flip side is, I haven't really come up with anyone that said, oh, you can't do that. You're taking work away from people that are getting paid because I don't think it's. For a start, I don't think I'm at quite that level. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also um, I, I don't think it's that kind of that kind of um, community either. So mm, that's really so nice. Yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised. And uh, to be honest, if, if it wasn't like that, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it as long as I have, or got as involved with it as much as I have. Because I've just been thinking this this is a little bit bitchy, a little bit backstabby. Yeah. And um, I, you know, why would I do that for fun? Especially if I'm not getting paid. I'd do it for, for money, but I wouldn't do it for fun. But you're saying that, I'm sorry, you're saying that the burlesque is a hobby, but you've got into doing this through mm. burlesque, and we're making this work. That's true, and so I would, I mean, I'd still say, you know, I wouldn't like quit my day job and go, right, let's, let's do it. What? Do my fucking day job, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Oh, shit, have you actually done that? Yeah. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> is it too late to get it back? Um, so, and I guess, I suppose with, any hobby that I've ever had or anything I've ever done, I will try and take it, if, it, if I'm enjoying it, I'll take it to whatever level I can and, and get as involved in it as possible. So I guess that that's where, that's how this has happened, really. Because it has just kind of happened where I've just got involved. Yeah. Who cab, as I like to call it. Who cab. Who cab. And um, it wasn't something I was seeking to do 
there wasn't an end goal or any kind of end game there, but it just it just kind of happened. And as long as I'm enjoying it, I'm just gonna, I will keep doing it. And it's as simple as that, really. Final question, which I have to ask every guest, and that is, what is the best thing that's happened to you on stage, and what is the worst thing? Okay, I'm going to say four. Um, could it be throughout our whole career? Whole career, ranging age. from like first performance in the Nativity, age four, right up to right now, where you're doing professional gigs. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, the worst thing, but it's also the worst thing for me, maybe not for the audience. Um, at uni, at uni, we had in our finals, we had to do that. This devised piece, and I was really trying to do something that hadn't been done on stage before. I was like, What hasn't been done on stage before? Oh, I know, I'm gonna eat dog food and then I'm gonna be sick and eat my own sick. That will make me really, really stand out. So I did it. So basically, the, my character I don't even know what my character I can't remember what the character was that um, I just ate throughout the was whole it a dog? piece. It was an out, no, it wasn't a dog, but I bought Pedro Kuchan, so I was eating food throughout the whole thing, it was, I was on an exercise bike, and then I made my other friend, she um, poured the dog food on a plate, and then it was, a, I said to her, I don't want to test run this, because I know that I probably won't be sick if we try it in um, rehearsal, so she just plonked, and it wasn't, it was um, Pedigree Chan, but it was like the jelly one, oh, God. I was thought of, I, if we had gravy, I'd be like, fine, so just think of that, that's potato, be okay, no, plonked it there. And I put my fork in it because the adrenaline, when you're on stage, you can't not do it. So I ate it. And I remember I wasn't meant to be sick, but I was sick. And I threw up on it and everyone was like, ooh, a few people walked out. Which, that's what, that's what I was going for. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, you I don't care like what the storyline is. I don't care what this means, but I want people to walk out. I want to move people so much that they move out their stuff. <laughs> and then I ate the dog food and threw up. And ate me and sit, and everyone's like, ew, ew. Afterwards, they loved me. They were like, I can't believe you did that. Like, why would you do that? You cleared this fucking auditorium. <laughs> and I was like, thanks very much. Was it pity though? Was it mostly pity? It, it was just concerned. like, why the fuck did she do that? And I was like, I just wanted to be different. <laughs> but my mum and dad were so oh, proud. Really? I met my mum was on the way in the car, like, took my mum and dad from Yorkshire's house. Oh, Victoria's in finals at university. She didn't do so well, going to see her in a play. She's like expecting some like Shakespeare or some like Chekhov. Oh no, we made it up ourselves, mummy, and I've just eaten dog food and been sick on the next side. <laughs> That's <laughs> how my performance are. And have Not as bad. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Oh so that's the worst. That's the worst one. That's the that? worst one. But for me, maybe actually the first time I hosted... Um, a cabaret and oh, the adrenaline and the fact that I'd I won it and I said that I'd before I'd hosted before and I hadn't <laughs> I thought I'm gonna say that I've hosted because I really want this gig so I just said I had she's like you you're all right at this I'm not even gonna say which show it was I'm like yeah 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 I remember her watching me like I, I wrote all the um cabaret and um, the burlesque performance um, on my hand phonetically because I had some f serious French names going on here and I made up stuff and I am dyslexic so some of the names I would never have just been able if someone had given me a bit of paper I would not have been able to read them out I'd be like Tom, who is um, Le Croissant de Fridge <laughs> I, I had to write it phonetically on my hand so I was like right and I she looked over at me in like the dress rehearsal and I was like <laughs> and she's like are you okay I was like 
I'm absolutely fine with this. And I was just like, I looked in the mirror and I thought, right, this is happening. You lied about this. <laughs> those people walking in now, I can see them. But you've just got to pretend that you know how to do this. Like, remember when you did the acting thing? Pretend that you've done this. Just do the role. And I thought, fuck it. The only thing I was worried about was remembering the names. I just remember like, coming like, hello, welcome. Like, I remember I just thought, I just, and something in me just clicked and I, I thought, wow, I love this. And this, afterwards, everyone was like, buying me drinks and I was just like, I can't believe I fucking got away with this. Oh, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I just thought, I'm going to do it again. And you know what? Since then, I've not had a better gig than that and I haven't been, I think, better. I've never had a gig as good as that and I don't think I've been as good it was like the pure version. Is it because your expectations were so low? You thought I was. I'm really I was just like I, I had no just idea what really it was. I was walking and into then you nailed it. That was it. Yeah. I, I was walking into something. I had no idea what it was going to be. I just let myself take over, and I loved it. How about you? That's good. Just goes to show. You just. What's your past tense of when you won it? I won it. <laughs> I completely <laughs> won it. <laughs> what, <was that>? um, <laughs> what, what, what am I meant to say? I, I, I winged. Oh, sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I'm one. I'm, I'm having that. I love it. Just, um, I completely forgot what mine was. Uh, but for my, I suppose with me, uh, one of my best ones at least was doing Hooray Cabaret, my little um, hen night themed one, because it was the first time I'd done something that was deliberately funny. Whereas before that, I'd always tried to think, oh, Spalessa's got to be sexy. And however much I try and be sexy, I sometimes don't quite do that. And it just ends up being a bit more comic, which is fine with burlesque. Um, and I'll, certainly on my worst, one of my worst stage things I can think of, there's been many, mm-hmm. um, was like trying to sexily like swing my bra around at the end of an act. And I had um, sort of fishnet hold-ups on or something. And as I swung it and threw it, of all the places it could have landed, it hooked itself onto the back of my leg. <laughs> and I knew it had happened. Everyone said after, oh no, we didn't see it. No, no, we didn't see it. Because that's all I could think about for the rest of the night was, oh, my, my bra hooked onto the end of my leg. And, <laughs> and I thought, I felt like I'd styled it out a little bit. Just said, oh, fuck it, as I walked off stage. And afterwards, I was like, my bra got sucked to the back of my leg. And I was trying to be sexy. I just ended up looking like a dick. <laughs> and everyone went, no, no, it's fine. But I knew, I knew they'd seen it. They'd seen it. And they were just being nice. And then a lot of people say, we've actually sticked on to the sort of funny side of things. And so with the one on Hooray Cabaret, where we had our wedding theme show, and I did like a stupid hen night, and Emily, who taught me burlesque, would kill me, because there was hardly any technical stuff in there at all. It was just larking about on stage, which is what Hooray is good for. <laughs> um, and I love that, because although the some of the audience were a bit like, oh, what's this? Because some of it was a bit gross. I liked it, because it felt like that was actually me being doing what I, I'm better at than the sort of the technical bump and grind kind of traditional burlesque so for me that was quite that was quite good although I haven't really done much of it since so yeah I've got to try and think of something funny next if people do want to find you out in the world uh give me some internet links personal websites well, Hooray Cabaret website ticket links Hooray Cabaret is on Facebook um and all our events are if you just look up our, our Facebook page which is called Hooray Cabaret um, there, the events will be linked to that. And on Twitter. If you like our page, yeah, we're on Twitter as well as at Hero Cabaret. So there's no excuses. <laughs> um, if you like our page, as in literally hit like, even if you don't like it, just hit like. And Click then the you'll, people. Yeah. 
you'll get we won't but we're not we don't bombard you with spam you'll get pictures of vicky eating scotch eggs and yeah we'll update on who's who's performing at our next things and um invite you to our next show and um yeah not not completely spam you mm-hmm. so i think that's probably the best route and then ticket links are there as well so. and then we're going to do this thing where um you know how when you go into a chinese restaurant you have like a little um fortune cookie and mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be giving away loads of scotch eggs but one scotch egg has a ticket inside ah <laughs> uh, yeah no, don't, don't say this like, don't say this no I am doing you it you have to do it now I'm oh, no, you'll be phoning me up there the night before going oh I'm going to have a scotch egg can you quickly get some scotch eggs yeah Verity I'm laying the scotch eggs as we speak I just don't want to be sat in your bedroom sewing scotch eggs up Anyway, so, <laughs> so it's like Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory with a golden ticket, but Much loads like of frigging that. scotch eggs and the very cheese tits. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not chocolate bars. Yeah, scotch eggs and, and maybe some tits. And yeah, and yeah. I'm at I'm at Kemba Victoria on Twitter, which is my real name but backwards because yeah. I was trying to be like oh alliterative. It's not a dyslexia again. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you guys so much for such a great chat. I've definitely feel this has to happen more often thanks for having us we loved it we've got a lot of popcorn left to eat now which I love yes and bubbly wine and bubbly wine and we're going to shave Verity's legs (laughs) please don't do that again (laughs) only if I can shave your moustache off don't look at me like that thank you Um, once again I've been your host Rosie Cole you can find me on the internet you can find me uh, on my website rosiecole.com you can find me on twitter at rosie underscore cole you can find me on facebook.com forward slash rosie cole dancer or I love getting emails so please email me rosiecoledancer at gmail.com I'd love to do a a fan mail episode where I answer questions or if you've got suggestions for guests just tweet me Oh, I wanted to say thank you to some people who've been tweeting about the show. Um, Kate Kavanagh has been great. Um, she's a circus reviewer and she's wonderful. And also um, thank you to Franco Milazzo and Holly Mae Johnson for your continued support because you keep talking about this podcast and it's so great. Yeah, if you tweet me, you'll get a shout out on the show. Just just saying. Oh, we're on iTunes. I feel like I haven't announced this. We are actually on, on iTunes. I would be very grateful if anybody would like to review and rate the podcast on itunes it's just a way of increasing the visibility and getting more people to listen um or if you'd just like to share it with your friends that would be nice as well um and audience as performers we'd be nothing without you so thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful night